so I don't lose my voice too bad this morning. This past week, I had the opportunity to get away. Uh, last Sunday night, I actually left for out of town and uh, went up north to a cabin that's on a lake and is gorgeous. So fr- uh, Sunday night, Monday, and then Tuesday, and I was back for dinner time around Tuesday night. And I do that a couple times a year to get away, to relax, to pray, to do a little fasting, and to do some planning. And it's just a healthy time for me. And as I was reflecting on some things kind of coming up and then, uh, or looking forward to some things coming up and doing some planning, I also took some time to reflect on where we've been this year. And I was reminded as I was looking over the past, uh, the past year that when we turned into 2012, the Lord put a very specific word in my heart, and we shared that for several weeks, that 2012 was going to be a year of God's favor. You remember that? We talked about that, and we, we looked at that for several weeks, and, and, uh, and I look back, and I look at the souls that have been saved, and then the water baptisms that were a result of that. God has favored us as a church, amen? I look at the prayer movement on Wednesday nights that, that we've been able to establish in, in the, the group that comes out and is praying on a weekly basis. I say it's the most important meeting of the week. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, to come together to seek the face of God. And then I looked over the the preparation, really, uh, about six months before we went to two services in October, how God just brought us through that time and and how he he really has favored us. And I look at the growth in attendance. September's average, which was uh, the highest of of the year to that point, was in the 140s. The next very month in October, we averaged 155 13 higher from the month previous. Then in November, we took another jump and we averaged 171 between the two services. And, uh, and we're going to continue to see that improve and, and grow. And that's exciting to see God adding to our midst. Isn't that exciting? We also looked at missions and I was reflecting on missions and how our faith promise support this year has nearly doubled in commitment. And what's neat about that is I can report to you today from our last missions meeting, because of your generosity, we've been able to pick up two brand new missionaries to support monthly. One is going to be for their final term uh, in Lithuania, and the other is a, a, a single man that is going to China for a one-year assignment, and we were able to send him $1,000 to get him on his way. We are also supporting 15 students from U of M for their World Missions Summit this holiday. 15 students from U of M that are a part of Chi Alpha that are saying, you know what, instead of going on, not spring break, but winter break, instead of going home or going uh, snow skiing, we're going to go to Texas and seek the face of God in regards to missions and about giving their lives up for a year after they graduate. And we're excited to support them. We also bought TV equipment, $500 worth um, going to Lithuania. The check was cut this week and sent. There was also a struggling missionary this, this month that, that was um, uh, need of, they're in need of some extra support. And so the, the board said, you know what, let's send them $500 to, to help them over this difficult season. And then we've done some things locally with Hope Lighthouse um, up in Muskegon Heights and Grand Haven um, in Muskegon Love Inks and Lakeshore Pregnancy Center. And those are things that are kind of ongoing, but also at this time, we're saying we're giving some extra gifts as well. 
The last thing that's really fun is we were able to do something because of your generosity. We are blessing all of the missionary kids as they are um, serving on the field with their parents. We are giving each of them a Christmas gift of cash that they can spend however they want, and those monies have been released. It has been a year of favor in regards to missions. Financially, overall, we're having the best uh, giving year in the history of the church. Our, our uh, finances are up, and I don't know if you know this, but all year long, we've been carving 5% out of every single dollar that you give is going straight to our building fund, and our building fund is growing, and people are giving to that regularly. Not a ton yet, but, but we're seeing some improvement there, and we've been praying and asking God that we would hit $300,000 by the end of this year, and we're just about $20,000 short of that, I think, twenty-five. and so we're, well, we're on our way, and we're believing for an outpouring at the end of the year. And so a lot of things that we can be thankful for, amen? And uh, the favor of God has rested on our church, and we don't want to take that for granted. And I was sitting up north and just in journaling some of this and just saying thank you to the Lord, and then I wrote this. I said, so now what? Do we just coast to the end of the year? And the Lord put it in my heart, no way. <laughs> I put it in my journal, no way. So what is there to look forward to? And I can be honest, I'll just be honest, at the end of the season here, I can have a bit of uh, the Grinch, you know, kind of, uh, you know, the, the, or the Scrooge sy- syndrome kind of come over me at times when it comes to Christmas. If my family was here, they're here first service, they're all going, yup, I know. And I got to be careful that I don't just get caught up in the busyness of the season and it just becomes routine to me. But Jessica's helped me this year. We've never done this before, but she said, hey, let's do an Advent calendar. And I said, okay, what is Advent? And I am ashamed to say I did not even know what Advent really was. I had heard about it. I thought only the Catholic Church did that, but there are a lot of Christian uh, uh, history uh, around Advent, and it's interesting of what it can represent. And it's a, it's, I never knew this before, but it's the four weeks leading up to Christmas, and it's all about anticipating the coming of Christ. And you guys knew that, I know. And really, there's two perspectives. The one is to share in the ancient longing for the coming Messiah. So we're looking forward to Christ coming, the Messiah coming, the Old Testament. So we kind of share in that longing. And then the other part is that as New Testament believers, that we can be alert for his second coming, looking again, anticipating that Christ is going to return for his church, he said. And what's great about that, what can we look forward to in this season? We can look forward to Emmanuel, transformed lives, God with us. And I just wanted to encourage you to remember what life was like before you met Christ. Pastor Pete and I were talking about that between services. You know, you're lost and miserable. What was your life like before salvation? How did you find Christ? And the hope of our salvation is that today we can experience God 
with us, and I'm grateful for that, and I know that many of you are as well. So Advent has been just a way of, of kind of bringing some, some focus to Christmas. It's a great way to restore putting Jesus back at the center of Christmas, whether it's Bible reading or songs or fasting and praying or games or little exercises. One of the things we did a couple nights ago, we do each day, we pull out a, an assignment and we, we're reading about um, the names of God. And so whether it's Wonderful Counselor, uh, Lion of the Tribe of Judah, the Bread of Life, so on and so forth for all these 25 days, and uh, we do that. But we also uh, there's little ex- exercises. And this week, it was interesting, we are doing one of the exercises that Jessica found online, is that you write a note to each person in the family, and you don't give it to them, you fold it up, and you put it in their stocking, or you put it away till Christmas Day. And so we're doing this, we're writing out these little notes and having a good time and, you know, putting little jokes and stuff. And we're all like giggling and we're showing each other, not to the person that it goes to, but I'm, I'm saying, hey, look what I'm writing for Logan. To, I'm showing Reagan and showing Jessica. And it was so much fun. We're like giggling around. We're like giddy about this. And then we put them away. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, we are anticipating Christmas in a different light because of this exercise. And I was like, that's what Advent's all about, anticipating the coming of Christ. And we want to bring focus to that. And so I was thinking about that, that I'm thankful this year for the focus that we have in our home. And I'll tell you, for us, we, we struggle with that almost every year. It's hard to keep Christ at the center. Materialism and buying of gifts and all these things. And I don't know, maybe we're the only ones that, that struggle there, but I want to encourage you that if you do, to bring some focus, to, to re- be reminded of these three things. The first thing I want us to re- be remembering is that of what Jesus has done. He's paid for our sin, amen? He's brought, offered redemption. He offers a relationship, God with us, to walk with us in relationship. So first of all, what Jesus has done. The second thing I want us to know and to remember is what God can do, what Christ can do. He is all-powerful. There is nothing too difficult for Him. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? That there's nothing too difficult? No matter what you're facing, that God is able to meet you right where you are? He wants to walk with you and talk with you. He, he doesn't, if there's sickness or there's disease or there's uh, ailments or there's finance trouble or there's, there's uh, relationship issues, God wants to walk with you. He can do anything. But not only do we want to focus on what God can do, what Christ can do, but we want to focus on what Jesus will do. And that's the anticipation piece. Saying, God, this is what I'm believing for. I'm believing for your power, for signs and wonders and miracles, for restoration to happen, for healing to be a reality in our lives. And so I want to say, how do we receive that? How do we receive that? Is it by just following a bunch of rules? Maybe looking in the Old Testament, the, uh, the hundreds of, of rules from the law? We just say, boy, if we can do all these, then God will... He, he will provide this? No. Just recently, our, our board, when we meet, we do devotions, and our devotion was from the story of the prodigal son, the, you know, the son that went out and spent his inheritance and uh, totally disregarded his family and then came back, and there was a welcoming. You remember the story? 
Well, that, there's two sons in that story. The one that's the prodigal that leaves and doesn't want anything to do with his father. But then there's the other, father, or the other son that stays home. You remember the story? And he's there working with his father. But what's interesting about that, and Jeff, you remember the, the devotion, that, we, that neither of these sons had a relationship with their father. The one that went, and, uh, went away, of course, we say, boy, he was cut off. But the other one was home and just tried to do what was right, tried to please his father by actions. And what did his father really want? He just wanted his heart. And you know, the interesting thing is for us is that at, at this time, that how do we receive the power and the signs and the wonders, the miracles that God has for us? It's not by following a bunch of rules. It comes out of surrender. To love him more. When we love God more, the result is Emmanuel, God with us. So I started asking myself while I was away, how is it, or where is it, my love meter? How am I doing? Has my love for Christ grown? Is it growing? Or has it become stagnant? I'm remembering what Christ has done in my life and looking at some of those things. But how am I doing? There was a song that has been kind of on my heart for this season. Really, before I even went away, uh, it was a song I was familiar with, but it really sank in. And I don't know about you, there's, there's times in my life that a song will, will uh, mean a whole lot, and I'll look back on my journey, my spiritual journey, and at different highs, there were songs that were con- connected with that. And uh, I don't know if I'm unique in that way, but, but this has become one of those songs. The song is called Aftermath, and it really talks about Christ's surrender, uh, Jesus' surrender, and how it affects us. And I want to read some of the, the words of this song. The first verse says, The skies lay low where you are, on the earth you rest your feet. Yet the hands that cradle the stars, he holds the world in his hands, are the hands that bled for me. In the moment of glorious surrender, you were broken for all the world to see. Lifted out of the ashes, I'm found in the aftermath. And as I sat there and I started to uh, experience this song in a really powerful way and looking at some of the words, that's my story, that I am found. I have life because of what Christ has done. Second verse says, the freedom found in your stars. In your grace, my life redeem. For you chose to take the sinner's crown and you placed your crown on me. We are priests. We are the royal, uh, we are, uh, the royal priesthood of Christ. Isn't that incredible? We don't deserve that. In that moment of glorious surrender was the moment you broke the chains in me, lifted out of the ashes. This is our story. I'm found in the aftermath. And in that moment, you opened up the skies to a broken, to the beggar, to the thief. Lifted out of the wreckage, I'm found in the aftermath. And I started to think about this song, and, and, uh, and just I would play it over and over, and just letting it kind of work in my spirit. And then I started to think about the potential of the season that we are in, uh, the potential for spiritual preparation for what God has for us this year at Christmas. And not for what God has outside of these four walls, which that's important, and we, we're addressing that, and we're, we're, we're doing some outreach things that are going to really make an impact. But for each of us that are sitting in these seats, 
that we wouldn't just go through the season without experiencing the Christ that came at Christmas. And so that spiritual preparation starts with repentance, saying, God, forgive me, cleanse my heart. Pastor Pete did a great job yesterday at the men's breakfast or at the um, uh, father-son shootout, uh, or not, the Christmas shootout, I should say, and uh, talked about repentance and just um, how important it is to deal with the sin that's in our lives. Or maybe it's a call to pray and to fast. And when we do some of these things, there's an anticipation, a hope, a joy that comes. See, I believe that it's possible for each of us to experience a season of favor right now, to finish this year strong and to continue in the favor of God. But you cannot experience the favor of God if you're dry, if you're just going through the motions. I want to ask, do you long for a fresh touch from God? Do you need encouragement? Do you need the power of God to be at work in your life? The recipe is not to just follow a bunch of rules. The recipe is really the greatest commandment that Jesus described, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And as we love in that way, that's when our love grows for God. That's when we're blessed. That's when we're filled. That's when there's fresh wind that comes into our spirits and encourages us. And I've experienced that this week, and I want to encourage you that this season, that it is possible for each of us to grow in our love, to experience, experience Advent in a special way, the anticipation of Christ's coming, and to understand that. This morning, we're gonna, I want to play the song that's been meaning so much to me. And I want you to experience that, and the words will be up there, uh, and you can kind of follow along. But more than just that, I want you to prepare in your hearts to respond, to answer those questions. Are you dry? Are you just going through the motions? And whether you are or you're, you're doing okay, do you desire a fresh touch from the Lord this morning in this season? And I'm going to ask in just a moment that you would respond with me in just saying, God, I surrender and I want you to be with me. The chorus of the song says this, and I know that you are with me. I know that you're here with me, and I know that your love will light the way. What that's describing is Emmanuel, God with us. Let's enjoy this song together, and then we'll respond, okay?
everyone to stand right where you are. And this morning, as you consider where you are on your journey with the Lord, I want you to consider, are you dry? Are you just going through the motion? Do you need a fresh touch from the Lord this morning? And if you do, I want you in the next moment to respond with me and to say, God, move in my life. Maybe you're here this morning, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And you need to cry out to Jesus saying, God, save me. I'm going to encourage you to do that as well. But let's take these next few moments and say, God, I don't want to just go through the motion. I want to keep you at the center. And I want to find you in the aftermath like this song says. Would you join me at the altar if that's your heart saying, boy, I want to find you. I want that restoration, that power to be at work in my life. Amen? Amen. Let's continue. Hallelujah. control. God, that you haven't left us or forsaken us. And God, this morning we remember what you have done. You've paid for our sin. You've provided redemption. And Lord, not only what can you do, but Lord, we're believing what you will do in these next days. Oh God, thank you, Lord.
God, I pray that you'd move. Help us, God, to experience you this season. Lord, that we would surrender. We would grow in our love for you. We press into all that you have for us. Lord, we thank you that our love meter is going to grow. God, that we would be anticipating all that you have for us. Oh, God, we press into you. We bless your name, God. Holy Spirit, move in our lives. Move in our hearts, God. Lord, we thank you and we praise your name, God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray for each and every one of us, Lord, that we would experience you in a powerful way. Lord, that we would not only just be going through the motions, but Lord, that we would be anticipating your presence in our lives. And Lord, I pray that you would be glorified in our lives. Lord, I thank you for these moments where we can draw close to you. Seal these moments in our hearts and in our lives. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need prayer for anything or would like to stay, we would encourage you to stay as long as you want to pray, seek the face of God, let God move in your life. This morning, we're going to ask that you would refrain from talking until you're out in the lobby. This is a place of prayer, a place of worship, and let's just commit these next few moments to the Lord. You're dismissed when you feel led to go. God bless you as you go in the grace of God.